Do you find yourself yearning for a deeper, more purposeful existence? Get ready to embark on a transformative journey, diving deep into the realms of personal development, friendships, romance, and abundance. Get ready for Finding the Fire, Igniting Soul Connection, as we lead the way to embrace the fire within. So, um, leaving off on our last episode, like we, it was so much that we offer, right, Holly? Like we, there's just so many tools out there, so many amazing modalities that, um, that we can tap into, right? Yes. And, um, so, so one of the more powerful ones, and I will say when it first came into my awareness, I was like, what? I was like hesitant and pushing it away. Um, but the more like I was like guided to lean into it for different reasons, it's like, it's, it's come to my awareness how powerful it is. And that is ketamine. Um, ketamine therapy has been, um, it's at the forefront right now for helping with, um, anxiety, depression, PTSD, um, you know, especially like PTSD of our veterans that have gone through so much and, um, it, it's just so powerful. It helps with, um, suicidal ideation and addiction and even bipolar, they have studies on it. Um, it helps rewire neurological pathways, which is super powerful. Like, uh, you know, we're, we're taught, like we only use 10% of our brain capacity. Right. And then if we start having like trauma, trauma can actually shut down some of those neurological pathways or, or old age or, you know, toxins and pollutants and like eating not healthy foods, like all these things can shut down your neurons and you have neurons everywhere, right? Not just in your brain, you have it in your gut and you're everywhere in your spinal column. Um, and that's just shooting messages throughout your body from your brain to your body. And, um, so ketamine actually helps regenerate these neurons, which we were taught once upon a time was impossible. We're taught once the neurons are dead, like you, there's no getting them back, right? But they're um, finding with, with ketamine that you actually can get them back. Um, so, um, yeah, when it first came, when ketamine first came to my awareness, I was so judgmental of it because my history is I'm a nurse. I, you know, Western medicine, 22 years. Um, very much in the Western medicine field. So for me to have a 180 and now be holistic plant medicine, I actually kind of the pendulum swung to where, oh, Western medicine, evil, you know, whatever. But now I, there's a place for all of it, it right? Complements uh, it complements each, each other. It's not one or the other. It's both. Um, it's all of it. Chinese medicine, Eastern medicine, like everything combined has its place. There's not one better than the other. They just have their, their unique, um, capabilities, right? Like Western medicine is really great at trauma and life and death situations and surgeries and, and life saving things where like Chinese medicine might be more holistic, natural, like long-term healing or, or keeping the body healthy. Um, so yeah, when ketamine first came into my awareness, I'm like, oh, that's an anesthetic, right? And there's like all kinds of stories around that, um, you know, good good and bad and everything in between. And so so like my mind's like, no, ketamine, like what, what are you, these people talking about using it for natural healing? Well, I kept being told to tune in, tune in, tune in. And it's like, why am I, why am I tuning into this ketamine? And at the time I was married and, and my husband had some major addiction issues, you know, like really major addiction issues. And so I'm like, oh, well maybe this could help him. 
So maybe that's why I'm supposed to tune into it. So I actually went and sat with um, a doctor. And there was two doctors that brought a ketamine clinic here to our area, Southern Utah. And I sat down with one of them and was talking with her and just exploring like, what is this? What, you know, what does it do? All these things. And she brought her mother with her, which was awesome. Her mother was a pediatric um, attending at a hospital in Pennsylvania. And so we had, you know, just with my history, NICU nurse and Western medicine and like, it was a really good conversation and it went all over the place. But I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't know why I'm, I was supposed to meet with you guys today, but thank you for taking the time. And because I wasn't feeling like it was from my husband or anything, even though I knew that it could be so powerful for him, like obviously it would be his choice and and whatever, but it wasn't being told that that's what it's for. So I get up to leave and it's like, oh, ask them how young they use ketamine. And I was like, okay. So I did. And they said, we've done as young as 12. And as soon as she said that, like I had tears come to my eyes and she's like, you have somebody, don't you? I'm like, I had, uh, at the time, 11 year old that was struggling with wanting to be alive. And I've shared this on previous podcasts, but, um, she, so, um, she has a brother that passed before she was born. Her father took his life when she was not quite two. And so her concept growing up was she didn't understand life and death. And so if she couldn't see me, she thought i might no longer exist anymore and so she never wanted to be out of my sight and it got worse as school started and you know she started um calling out sick and then actually physically being sick like making herself sick not having the words behind what she was going through but but feeling like I would die if she couldn't see me so as time went on and and we're like realizing like hey you have to stay in school you know mom has to work at the hospital like she's like mom why can't you stay home with me and like the babies at the hospital need me she's like mom I need you and you know I wasn't she didn't have the words right she didn't have the words for what she was really feeling so she's she got to a point of not wanting to be alive and not really knowing what the consequence of that was right so she got to a point where she was trying to take her life at very young age, at a very young age and once we tuned into that of course we got her in counseling and all the different supports we could do that way um, but they have their limits, right? So, so when I asked this doctor about the age that they use ketamine and she said 12 and my daughter was 11 and she's like, let's, she's like, let's meet her and see if we can help her. And so I'm like, it has to be her choice. She has to, you know, and I went home to tell her about it before I could even finish telling her about it. She's like, mom, when can we do it? And I'm like, okay, well let's, you know, so, so she sat with ketamine and it gave her back her will to live. And we had for three years at that point been trying everything, every kind of therapy, every kind of like, I quit work at that point. I quit working at the hospital to be home with her. So she could be my shadow. I took her out of school. She was homeschooling. Like we're doing everything we could to like try and help her. And this ketamine really was a good, um, powerful tool to help her reconnect and want to live again and so after that I mean it was a couple years more but it just kept coming back into my awareness and now it's more known it's more out there there's ketamine clinics popping up all over even in our town we have quite a few even just the word ketamine like it's really coming to people's awareness yeah and they're utilizing it in such beautiful ways right they're doing it with um 
with breath work. They're doing it with um, in like group settings um, to help people heal their traumas, release their um, traumas and heal. But what's what I find is so powerful is the integration piece with it, because, you know, ketamine is a powerful, powerful uh, tool and medication. And, you know, a lot of them, like if you go into a clinical setting, you can have IV ketamine and you have a practitioner there at your side, like monitoring your vitals and all that. And that can be very powerful. Um, and just my experience through my daughter and through myself, I've experienced all of it, right? I've experienced the IV ketamine, the oral ketamine, um, it, it, breathwork ketamine, but what she and I both find key is the integration piece and, and like having somebody walk you through that. Cause you can just get ketamine and you can, you know, have this beautiful blissful experience and feel great. But if you're still holding on to those emotions and not letting those go and not really understanding, like you're going to need your next dose of ketamine. And then it almost becomes like an addiction and a next hit. It's like, oh, it's helpful and I can go here and get it. Um, but I'm actually not really releasing the reason I'm here. So the integra- so all of it together is super powerful, the integration piece and, and guiding them through the process too. Um, And that's where you really come into play with, too, is where you're able to really tune in to help people through that integration. Because I think a lot of people don't know how to do that on their own. Right. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing, especially if you, you know, like a a, a veteran that's been through some trauma. Like I have a cousin. I have a cousin who's seen some stuff. He's been in some dark places and had to hold you know, um, his men as they were passing. And so he, I, the last couple of years I traveled around, um, the country and I went and visited him and he invited me into his home and showed off this counter space that was full of prescription pills. And he laughed about it and he's like, yeah, that, that's what gets me through. I need something to help me sleep. I need something for anxiety. I need this. I need that. I have all this pain from all of this. And, and he's like, that's how I survive. And, And I had mentioned, I don't even know how, but we started talking about ketamine. And um, so he's like, I want to try that. So in the meantime, he has, he's sat with ketamine and it has shifted things for him like deeply. And another cousin of mine, she, she was in her twenties. She was also struggling with suicide, not wanting to be here. And so she, after I visited her across the country and talked to her about it, she went and sat with ketamine a few times, but she didn't have the integration. She just went in and, and had, so, so she was having some that were helpful and some that weren't helpful and, you know, kind of all over the board experiences with it. But, um, after, you know, talking to her about the integration piece and like really diving in like that, that's what's important because again, it can be helpful or it can just be a band aid. You know, but the integration and diving in and like, okay, what are you holding on to? What do you need to release? And then after you release it, now what? Because your identity is tied to this this thing, and now that you've let it go, like, what what do you want to bring in? Because if you don't bring in something new, then you're gonna pull back that memory. Right. So that that's super powerful with with any tool, right? But ketamine is so powerful in that way, and that's um 
just such a beautiful, I've seen such beautiful transformations in people, including, including my daughter, including family members, um, and clients and, um, in all kinds of ways, you know, with, with suicide, with pain, with, um, rewiring neurons with all kinds of things. And it's so, it's such a beautiful, um, experience when used in the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one of, one of the really cool things that I guess, um, can't, no, I don't think I mentioned it, but like breath work, that's one of the tools too, that we use at like our retreats or whenever it calls in it's breath work. Cause breath is life. Right. And learning how to breathe and, and when, when we're in trauma or fight or flight, we only breathe down to like our throat. Like we cut our breath off at our throat. We don't fully take a deep breath and expand our diaphragm and like open up all those spaces. Most of us don't really even know how to breathe properly at exactly. all, right? Like we're, we just don't. Yeah, we just don't. Like we've forgotten over the years and over the time and over the like, and when we're in pain, what what's the first thing you do? We hold your breath. Up and we hold you tense up, up and you hold your breath and you don't breathe. You know, and or if you're nervous, you don't breathe. And if it's like you can just breathe, oh, okay, I'm okay. You know, like I can get through this, like just breathe. And so that's one of the big things that I remind clients a lot. We remind clients a lot, especially if we're going through like these deep healings, right? Breathe, There's breathe. There's so okay. much power in like the breath, yeah, the breath, the breath and breath and breathing and like releasing through the breath. Yeah. And like the ice baths, right? Like mm-hmm. when the men were like all tensed up and like, clamp down and like even yelling I'm like breathe and, just they relaxed, breathe. and then they relaxed in yeah, yeah and once you breathe and relax so, in it's like, like oh I can be here all day do I have to get out is my time up I want to <laughs> stay in here you know um but yeah incorporating these tools together is so beautiful you know um and that's one that I've loved too is the breath work with the ketamine because um, that can really relax you and get you into like some, they work so well together hand in hand it's beautiful it's beautiful. And um, an experience I went through recently, um, I actually had a family member in the hospital and it was very traumatizing. <laughs> and um, my body was just hurting. My body was hurting so bad. And I left the hospital for a minute and I'm like, I need to go back to the hospital, but I'm hurting. So I stopped at Target, grabbed some ibuprofen and I'm walking out of Target with ibuprofen, which I don't really take that stuff very often. Um, so I'm walking out with ibuprofen and I'm like, body, why are you hurting? And it's like, like tears came to my eyes, like, because you need to cry. Like I need to cry right now, but I wasn't allowing myself to, because I need to be strong for my family member that was in the hospital. And, and I've been in that situation many times over my life, right? I've had many family members in the hospital and I'm just the strong one and I just show up, you know, and I hold all that emotion in and, and the fallout after is, is not fun. But in that very moment, in the moment, it's like, oh, breathe. Why are you hurting? You need to cry. Okay. I can't cry right now because I have to drive <laughs> back to the hospital, but I need to allow myself that. So that day, uh, thankfully, my my oldest daughter is so beautiful. She has trained in breathwork too, and she was holding a breathwork that evening um, which initially I was going to attend, but with having family in the hospital, I wasn't going to go. Um, but I went back to the hospital, saw that this family member was doing well. They had another family member there with them. I'm like, you know what? I need to take time for myself for a minute. If you guys are doing okay, is it okay if I leave for a minute and just go reground in and regroup? 
And they're like, yeah, go. So, so I went for a drive, which in the past has been very helpful. Like just go for a long drive, maybe some music, maybe not just kind of zone out on a road that I don't have to like do traffic. Mm -hmm. Right. And that has been something I utilized in my past a lot and it just wasn't working for me. And I'm just like, like still my brain is not calming down. Like I'm just like erratically driving all over town. You know, I'm like, what am I doing? Where am I going? What do I need? And my daughter called me and she's like, mom, are you going to come to breath work? And I'm like, no, immediately, you know, cause like past me, past situation, same, same situation, a past self would not have given myself time and permission for what I needed. And so my initial response was no. And then I hung up the phone. I'm like, wait a minute, that's exactly what I need right now. Like I'm trying to find balance. I'm trying to ground. I'm trying to allow myself time to, or space to release this emotion and breath work is the perfect opportunity for that it opens that up for you to allow that emotion to come out in a safe container so it's not maybe safe when I need to have my wits about me when I'm driving or I need to be strong for the family member that's in the hospital or it might not be the right space but if I can give myself that space so I did I went to that breath work and um just allowed myself to fully release and surrender into it. And there's, there's an opportunity and there's all kinds of breath work out there. There's a lot, but the, the type that we really tune into is somatic breath work, which really like gets into your body, into your cells, allows all of that energy to come forward. And we hold a space, um, during the session where you can release that trapped emotion, whatever it is, if it's a yell, if it's anger, if it's sadness, if it's laughter, even that's some of the fun stuff, right? Yeah. When somebody's actually laughing through the pain and somebody over here is crying and somebody over here is laughing. And then suddenly the person crying, here's a person laughing. It might trigger them for a minute, but then they're like, Oh wait. And they start laughing. Mm -hmm. Cause you can, you can actually laugh and, and, and release, release through, through tears, you know, all of it, you can do all of it. So in the, in that moment, in that breath work, like they held the space to like yell or release. And I just let all that emotion out. Like, and it wasn't actually tears and I thought it would be, but I'm like, just like a verbal, like, ah, like just from the depths of my soul, just let it out, you know? And, and, um, at the end of the session, I just like felt amazing, amazing. Like I had had the best massage of my life, the best release of my life. Um, I just felt so relaxed, like the most relaxed state you can imagine. And, and you know, but if anybody knew like what was happening at that moment, you would not picture me being able to relax right. with what was going Absolutely. on. And so when I got back to the hospital, even the family members like, you look really relaxed. I'm like, I am. And I feel amazing. <laughs> so to go, you know, to, to allow myself that time to process and release is so important and so powerful and and just not even so many years ago I was in a very similar situation with a different family member and I didn't allow myself to leave I didn't leave the hospital one time I didn't allow myself to feel anything my whole body shut down I was exhausted my feet and ankles were like so swollen like and I'm like oh wow like look at the transformation in such a short time of just tuning in and checking in with me like of course I need to know that this person's safe and they're taken care of but as soon as the immediate danger or or fight or flight situation is taken care of then I need to check in with me so then I can be the best me to move forward um and so yeah breath work is is super amazing and um 
just to release all of that emotion so you can show up for yourself the best way possible and for family members and friends, you know? Um, yeah. So, and just incorporate again, like incorporating some of these tools that out of our toolbox and, and putting them together at times is so beautiful. And just also tuning in with, you know, whatever situation we're in, in the moment, like, you know, that, that moment I was in a stressful situation, I needed to tune in with myself and do breath work with myself. But like, say you're at a retreat and you're doing a, a group breath work is so powerful too, to hold that space for mm -hmm. each other. And if somebody's crying over there and it's like, oh, like I can hold space for that person crying and I can allow that person to cry or yell and um, them being witnessed in that helps them powerfully shift too, right? Like we've seen yeah. some powerful healing happens in groups groups is so powerful like remember our one men's uh the group session work. the breath work. work yes that was awesome there was yelling and crying and, and screaming and, and laughing all at once so and it that was, was so, so cool to see like all the emotions i love it like they went through the pain sometimes at times too but the, like the laughter made everything like it lightened everything up. Yes. It made it so everything wasn't so heavy. Yeah. Like healing doesn't it. have to be quite so heavy. No. But we do have but to we, reveal it and feel it, but we can shift it as fast as we so want to. So it is. To. I mean, there is heaviness that literally can leave the body, but we don't have to stay in it. Right. Right. And it's cool to see when. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And that, that, that's the really cool thing, too. And, and the thing like over time learning, like with breath work, assisting people through those emotions, but don't let them sit in there, like allow them to feel it guide them through it, help them yell louder if they need to yell, help them cry if they need to cry, but also, okay, now it's time to shift. Like we're not going to stay in this, mm -hmm. but that those are powerful tools and lessons for, for all of life, right? So you can take those and utilize them um, in your everyday. Um, yeah. 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 So do you have a way for people to contact you um, about ketamine? Yeah. Kind of so on um, my website, findingthefire.com, um, you can reach out to me and learn more about ketamine. I do offer one-on-one uh, -on -one, um, as well as group sessions and um, and also a series of sessions. Because one, one treatment can be powerful, but if you can do a series of three, it's life-changing too. So yeah, findingthefire.com, you can, can connect with me and find some more information there. Um, and then also like, when we host events and stuff, we'll have those will be listed um, on our group. Oh, on our uh, Facebook group. What's the name of our Facebook group? It, oh, it's soul. right here. Igniting Soul Connection. I, it's yeah. right there. Thank you. <laughs> Igniting Soul Connection. So um, our Facebook group will have all of this information. We're going to be uploading all these podcasts to that. Um, our website information will be there. And in any offerings that we have, if like if I have one-on-one -on -one offerings, if you have one-on-one -on -one offerings, if we at times we have group sessions, day retreats, weekend retreats, um, men's retreats, couples retreats, women's retreats, like whatever, whatever calls in at the time, like all that information you can find um, on that Facebook page, um, Igniting Soul Connection. So, um, but yeah, if you are looking for some one-on-one -on -one work with either Holly or I, you can find us on our websites and, and say the name of your website again. Um, Releaseinhill.org. Okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes like we aren't the right fit for somebody or they, 
even if we offer the same tools, like we have a network of people that, that are in this field that will be like, you know, I really feel like you could connect with so-and-so right now on this, on this subject or something. So we're not tied to like, you have right. to work with us at all. There's so We're many just, good people yeah, out there and it's about of, right, finding the right fit for you in that moment. Yeah. yeah. And if you feel connected to, to one of us, or if you just are looking for some other help, like there's other resources out there that we can guide you to. Um, other people out there in our community. Our community is amazing here mm, in Southern so Utah. There's so many people out there Lots that of are people. very well-educated and have a lot of knowledge to help people. Absolutely. We're we're blessed to be here, and I'm, I'm happy to be here and be part of it. And, um, yeah, so what do we have coming up? Do we have anything coming up right now? We don't at the moment, yeah. I don't think. But I, th- I think open. there's some things we're tuning into, we're but there's nothing you. really... Um, oh, no, you do have you have a women's um, yeah. retreat in Bryanhead. Yes. OK, that's October. First weekend. Of yeah. October. Yes. That's Talk about that a little bit. We have. Oh, 40 seconds. Where can they okay. find out about okay. that? Um, on my Facebook page. I'm trying to think. Um, what's the name of your Facebook page? Just we can put Ho- it. In. Holly Van Gilder. Just my name under Holly Van Gilder. OK. Um, that retreat is up in Bryanhead. It's for women 18 and older. It's all about. Um, again, connection and just about living in the moment, enjoying yourself, being in the moment. Um, there's three of us that will be putting it on. Um, it'll be beautiful. I've been to one. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. It'll be a so. great experience if you're feeling that call to just like you need a recharge, you need connection, a beautiful atmosphere. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on this path of self-discovery and soul connection. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. For more inspiration and resources, join our Facebook group, Igniting Soul Connection. Also, visit us at findingthefire.com or follow us on TikTok and Instagram at findingthefire. Until next time, keep the fire alive. This has been a production from a podcast studio.